This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, and let's keep it real for sure. I am so excited. I'm very excited to have Anada on because he's coming from Singapore. So we worked it out from Singapore. It's 9 a.m. here. It's 9 p.m. there. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. And we figured out a time that works for both of us. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Sandy, for your invitation. Yeah. Oh, I was pumped. When I saw that you wanted to be on the show, I was like, yay. So before we get started, let me just read a little, a short bio. Ready? Anada is the founder and chair of Atos Wellness Group, a top beauty spa and wellness company based in Singapore. In 2012, as the company was reaching its peak of success with $35 million in group sales per year, just a little bit. (laughs) Oh boy. He suffered a debilitating stroke that rendered his right side paralyzed. Refusing to resign himself to a tragic fate, he harnessed a forward-looking perspective and began a journey of self-discovery toward recovery. Now a stroke advocate, he shares his story to bring hope to other survivors and provide early education to those at risk. He's a member of the Singapore National Stroke Association and was a participant at the 13th World Stroke Congress in 2021. I'm so happy you're here. But before we get started, I always ask all my guests one word to best describe your past 30 days, whatever word pops in your head, and then why you picked that word. Um, well, uh, the one word is happy. I always happy, happy yes. Um, and um, I try and make each day a happy day. Yeah. All right. So your word is happy. Is there anything specific about this month? Did anything different happen that made it even happier? Uh, yes. Uh, several projects um, uh, came, came by and... Um, I think I'm quite excited about uh, some of these projects that are coming by. Okay, good. All right, so let's back up a little bit. I want to find out uh, about your company. When did you start Atos Wellness Group? Uh, I started Atos in 1983, and I first started selling vacuum cleaners. But in 91, I uh, sold my vacuum cleaner company to my partners, uh, 60%. So I only had 40% and I started another company just to focus on wellness. So in 1991, I started the wellness business and that's the main business that I'm, I'm, I'm running. And mm-hmm. um, I had my stroke uh, 10 years ago. My wife is now running this business. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, good. that's good to hear. All right. So. Now we need to go back further because you said you started in 83 selling vacuum cleaners. That's correct. All right. Were you always an entrepreneur? Like, how did you grow up? Were your parents very entrepreneurial? Were you the the kid always looking, you know, to start a business? 
yes, Sandy. Um, I've always been an entrepreneur because I learned this from my father. When I was age 10, 10 right, uh, during school holidays, I would uh, go with my father uh, on weekends and on holidays uh, just to study with him about the business. And that's how I became so interested in business, even at mm-hmm. a very young age. Okay. All right. So how did you make, you said you went from vacuum cleaners to wellness. What made you want to get into wellness? Okay. What I found was that vacuum cleaners, the business could not grow to the size that I wanted. And then I found that my two of my staff were very capable. So I sold 60% of my company to them. And then that allowed me to be able to start another company uh, just to focus on wellness because at that time, I realized there was a big market for mm-hmm. wellness, uh, beauty, and spa. Okay. So I'm all about that, and I'm all about the spa. Do you have spas in Singapore that people actually go to? Yes. It's a very, very big market in Singapore. Uh, oh. spa, very big. So is it for, do you get skincare and facials and massage, the whole bit, meditation? Yes, we we have all all of those that you have in America. I bet it's cool. So tell us a little bit, uh, did you grow up in uh, Singapore? Because I've never been to Singapore. Yes, Singapore is a beautiful country, uh, Sandy, and you should come, uh, you know, when you can. Uh, It's a small uh, island. Uh, but it's it's about uh, six million people, and um, it's 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 very uh, nice country to to be in. Very safe, very oh. safe. Yeah, very safe. And, are the people uh, friendly? Are the people friendly? Yes, they are very friendly. That's important to me. Okay, so here you are. It looks like at the height of the company. I mean, you're rocking and rolling. You're making a lot of money. And I was reading some of your background and you were saying that you're promoting wellness. And this happens all the time, even in the health club business over here. You know, we're in the health club business, but sometimes the background people, they're working themselves, you know, that it's not healthy. You know, here they're supposed to be promoting health and wellness but they're eating all the wrong foods. They're not working out. They're not sleeping well. You would, I don't know if that was you, but you had mentioned that all you did just this prior to the stroke was work, work, work. Is that true? That's correct, uh, uh, Sandy. Uh, it, it is something that I feel very sorry that I didn't really look after my health. I should have spent time on more important things like family, for example. Mm-hmm. I was so busy building my business that I lost track on what is most important and most critical to to me, and that's health and family. Mm. It's so easy to do, isn't it? Because you start doing well, and then you just, it keeps building and building and building. Yes. Yes. Okay. So were you working seven days a week around the clock? Like that was your number one thing? Would you Um, miss family events? I was working six days a week, but um, the thing is, I I should have spent more time with my family uh, rather than working so hard. 
That was a big mistake. Yeah. I think it's a big mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make. I remember when I was starting my business and they were health clubs, the mentors that I was, they, they were just amazing to me. They said, please, whatever you do, don't make the same mistakes we have done. You know what I mean? They didn't want me to do what they did. And I listened to them. So there were some things that I refused to do. And I also brought in a business partner so that I was able to spend time, you know, with my son. And I don't know if I would have done that if they didn't drill it in my head, but they, I saw how they really felt that was one of the mistakes they had made. And they didn't want me to repeat that. Yeah, I think that was something that was very important. And I'm glad that I yeah. uh, had such good mentors. Yeah, yeah. I used to bring my son with me to work. I had a little daycare center and someone watch him so I could be with him. So I was very, very fortunate. Okay, so let's dive into your book because, first of all, Stroke of Gratitude is amazing and I love the title. What made you decide to finally write the book? Because this just came out last August and your stroke was in 2012, correct? That's correct. Uh, the first two years has was very difficult for me. I felt um, very sad that it mm-hmm. has happened to me. But I attended a seminar by Dr. Darren Wiseman. Uh, he's from America. And oh. he's, a, uh, he's a chiropractor. I attended a seminar with him, a six-day seminar uh, in Adelaide. And uh, he said something that struck um, a very important note in me. And he said, Ananda, can you see that this stroke was, was, could be a gift in strange wrapping paper? And after that, I, I changed my idea of the stroke. And mm-hmm. I said that uh, maybe there is a re- reason that this stroke happened to me. And then mm-hmm. I realized I needed to write a book <laughs> to warn people yeah. uh, from not making the same mistakes that, as I made. Yeah. And, um, so that became, you know, I started looking at things in a positive light. And I was, I was grateful that the stroke allowed me to carry on living, uh, even though it was a very serious stroke. I was grateful that I survived the stroke and that I am able to uh, Mm -hmm. do uh, talks or talk to people on how to avoid stroke that happened to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so important, isn't it? I I mean, I just remember last week I was doing a speaking engagement and I was saying that the same life, the same incident, depending whose eyes are looking at it, one can look at it as a blessing and one can look at it as the worst thing that ever happened to them. It depends on the glasses you're putting on, right? The lenses that you're looking for, the whole perspective. And for me, I've been very fortunate. I look at things with a sense of humor. You know, not right away. I mean, I have all the emotions. I get sad. I get angry. I get happy. But 
then I like to lighten things up and say, you know, what's the lighter side of this? What's another way of looking at that? So for you, I can imagine, well, first of all, I can imagine the first two years just being so, so difficult, but I'm really grateful that you went to this six-day workshop with Dr. Dan Weissman. But what made you go to that, to the chiropractic? Because he's a chiropractor. What kind of workshop was it that you wanted to go to him? Yeah, it was a workshop to reach your fullest potential. And I've always been a person who wants to improve my own potential. Mm. And uh, when I heard about him, uh, he came to Singapore uh, for a half-day seminar, and that's when I met him. And I was, I, I was so impressed with his work that I wanted to attend his six-day seminar. I see. And was that still in Singapore, or did you have to come to America? No, no. The half-day uh, seminar was in Singapore. Okay. Well, that seems like it was a big turning point for you. Yes, it was. And that's why uh, I was fortunate he was able to write my the forward in my book. Yeah. 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 So your book, how long did it take you to write? Uh, it took me eight years, um, Sandy. Uh, mm-hmm. Why it took so long is I needed to remember and my brain needed time to regenerate. Ah. And um, so because the regeneration took a long time, uh, it took eight years to write this book. Wow. So before you came on, I, ha- I always reach out to the, my listeners and viewers to ask some questions yes. they have for you. And some of them, you know, because it's near and dear to their heart. And you talked a little bit about the process of healing mentally but physically were you in therapy like every day for how long to recover okay um for the first three months i was doing two speech therapy every day two physiotherapy every day and one um the work on my hand right mm-hmm. therapy. uh that was uh monday to friday uh it was continuous for the first three months. Mm. Then after that, I when I left hospital, I would do um, uh, uh, other treatments, right? I would do acupuncture, for example, as well as um, speech therapy and uh, occupational therapy. But then I slowly uh, reduced the, the, the sessions that I was going for. And I had uh, someone who learned of all, all of the movements, and I did it at home. Ah, so wait, so for three, I just want to back up. For three months, it was very intense? Yes, very intense. And, and Sandy, the reason I'm able to speak to you today is because my wife insists uh, for me to have two speech therapy every day. Many people... Wow. Many people, uh, they don't do the speech therapy sufficiently and they have difficulties in speech, even in the long term. Mm. Yay, wife! (laughs) 
Yes. Okay. So then oh. you said you did it at home. So for three months, it was really intense, but you continued the therapy. So are you still, do you still have therapy today? Is it something that's part of your life? Yes, I have it even today. It, it's a continuous uh, process, uh, Sandy. Progress, uh, mm. that thing that you have to look after yourself because uh, especially uh, uh, physiotherapy is something that you need to always do. Yes. Mm, yeah. And are you, you said your wife now is running the company, Atos Wellness, but are you involved in it at all? Or did you step back? No, no I help her, help her, but uh, only maybe about 30% of my time, I go to center and help her and talk to staff. But uh, mm-hmm. I was fortunate. Um, my wife, partner, uh, joined me. Uh, 10 years before my stroke. And because ah. uh, she was able to run the company without me. It's not like she had to dive into it right away. She already knew what was yes. going on. Yeah. yeah. Now you have two daughters. How old are they? Yeah. Uh, one daughter is 29 and one oh. is 30. Yeah. They're both uh, uh, young ladies. Yeah. They're grown. Okay, so we're going to back up a little bit then. As far as, because I have a couple questions about the speech therapy. You said your wife, Patma, made you take two sessions every day. Yes, she did. How did she know that was important to do? Like, I wouldn't know. Like, how did she know? Like, hey, you have to do this. Yeah, the doctor recommended that I have at least two sessions uh, because they saw from the brain scans, uh, I had a hemorrhagic uh, uh, bleed, right? And yeah, because yeah. Of bleed, right, <clears throat> uh, if I didn't get the speech therapy twice a day, uh, I wouldn't have been able to speak like I can today. Oh, uh, yeah. And I would never know unless you told me, because you said like your your right side is paralyzed. Yes, correct. So you are you do you are you able to write with your left hand? Yes, I, I can write with my left hand. Um, the only difficulty I have is when I walk, I need a helper next to me because there is a possibility of falling. Uh, mm. But I gave up the wheelchair uh, three years into my stroke in. 2015. So could you, you say you need a helper, a person, or do you have something that you hold on to? A, a person, a person. A person. I didn't know. Yeah. Just to make sure that you don't fall. Yes, correct. Yeah. So you mentioned your word at the beginning, Anadab, was happy. And a lot of my listeners and viewers know that I'm a big component of how do you start your day? What do you do to get in a positive mindset? So, uh, you know, we're not, nobody's happy all the time. It's just, I always say, you don't want to get stuck in the negative thoughts so that you can move to spend more time in, in feeling happy, love, peace, and joy. What do you do? What do you do to get into a more positive mindset every day? Okay. The thing that is very important to me is I am grateful. Every every day I wake up, I'm grateful that I'm alive. 
And I, uh, I think of all the things that happened the day before, and I give gratitude for all the things that I, I had the previous day. And I also, also uh, uh, pray, meditate for a successful day for the coming day. I love that. So do you, when you say you give gratitude, is that something that you write down or is it part of your meditation and prayer? Um, I don't write it down, although I think it's much, actually, I should be writing it down. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, in my meditation, I, I visualize a mm. successful day. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I believe there's so many different ways to connect, you know, which I call to my higher power, love, peace and joy. Yes. I, I tend to visualize better when when I can see it. So when I write it down, it becomes more real to me, you know, yes. but I'm sure it's very vivid in your meditation. How long do you spend meditating? Uh, about 15 minutes, uh, Sandy. Yeah. Because that was another big question they wanted to know. Like some people I know they spend hours and hours and I'm not saying that's wrong. That's great. That's wonderful. But I don't know if it's necessary. You know, everyone has their own routine. So I'm glad to hear yours is 15 minutes. Yes, correct. Yeah. And then as far as your physical, do you walk every day? Is there a routine that's good for you? Yes. Um I three um, about four years ago, I could walk about 400 meters, which mm -hmm. is a stadium, right? But now I can walk much longer and I can walk two and a half kilometers. Ah, yeah, that must feel good. Yes, that must feel really good. All right, so when you go to your, they want to know the wellness center. What are you most known for at Atos Wellness? When someone would go to your spot, they wanted to come to Singapore. What are you like? Is there something that like, wow, you go here because we're really known for this? Yes. The treatment that is most popular is massage. Is it really? Yes. The massage is the most popular. And is there a certain type of massage or is it all types of massage? All types of massages um, are there, but this one that is particularly uh, very uh, popular, and that is uh, manual lymphatic drainage massage. Ooh, I never had that done. No. Have you had it done? Yes, I, I, have, I have it very often. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had a massage in a long time. I don't know if I need to come to Singapore to do it, but... I sold my health clubs in 2019 and I was spoiled because the massage was right there and we had all different types. But now that I sold it, I don't think I've had a massage in a few years. You're making me, I'm not saying I don't take care of myself, but that's one thing I haven't had done in a long time. And I think it'd be really great for my body. Okay. So let's go back to your book, Stroke of Gratitude. Is this something that even if somebody didn't have a stroke or doesn't have a family member that has a stroke would benefit by reading this book? Yes, I think the book is uh, for people uh, 
to avoid having a stroke, or it could be someone who has another um, medical situation uh, that wants an encouragement. Uh, I, I, I talk about, um, you know, saying that we have to look after ourselves. And if we look after ourselves, uh, we will be much happier and uh, we won't be a burden to our, our family. Eight years. That's a long time. On the top eight years. Yes. Yeah. Were you, you know, were you, I know me, I'm not writing a book for eight years and I create guidebooks and journals and they're very personal to me. But when I release them to the world, it's really scary to me how they're going to be received. Were you nervous about putting it out? I kept changing it, changing it and changing it and changing it and making excuses not to publish it. Were you nervous? Um, no, uh, because uh, I had worked so hard on it and I knew it was the best I could do. So yeah. when I released it, I was not nervous. Good for you. Oh, because it was so you were so passionate about it. You're like, the world has to hear this. Yes, correct. Yes. Do you do a lot of speaking engagements or mostly virtual or in person? No, I do speaking engagements where I share uh, my stroke journey recovery. That must be awesome. You must love that because you're inspiring so many people. Yes, that's right, Sandy. Yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah. So what are some of your hobbies? I know you mentioned that, you know, you love walking and you meditate, but what are the, some of the other things that you enjoy doing? I really love to play chess. Oh, and, are you um, good? Are you good? And when I was younger, I loved to play tennis, right? And hockey, right? Uh, yeah, these two games I really enjoyed when I was younger. Have you? I don't know if it's popular over there, but have you heard of pickleball? No. <laughs> it's for I mean, it started for people you know who really weren't as active as much for tennis because it's tough on the knees. So it's more or less like ping pong meets tennis. It has like a tabletop. It's really very popular here for years. You got to look it up. Pickleball. Okay. You I'll might look be up. able to do pickleball. I'm just saying. I don't. Can you, okay. can you use your left hand? Yes, I can. Yeah. You might be able to use pickleball. Oh, wait a minute. Were you left-handed before or did you train yourself? No, left-handed. I'm actually a right-handed person, but now I can only use the left hand. Yeah. I'm left-handed, so oh. it works out. Yeah. It's a good party to be in. All yes. right. So we're, I want to back up a little bit because you mentioned that you were always had, like, for, with your father, you know, that you really had that entrepreneurial mindset, right? And that you watched him. And then you went into the vacuum cleaners and then you went into wellness. But yes. is wellness a big thing in Singapore? Like, is it a big part of your culture? Is it something that you don't have to convince people to do over there? Yes, it's very popular, Sandy, in Singapore. Yeah, so it's very most, 
are they not, are most people like, what is the average day? Like, do they take care of themselves and most people not working, you know, six, seven days a week? Like, what is the culture like? Uh, people in Singapore work five days a week. And um, uh, many of them will have at least um, once a fortnight, they will either go for a massage or a facial or uh-huh. a body treatment. Yeah. So that's why when you said you knew there was um, it was going to be successful because the culture in Singapore, you don't have to convince people that they need to get a massage or a facial. Yes, it's it's uh, people just love it. They just love it. So if you were going to tell someone who's never been to Singapore why they would want to come over there, what would you say to them? What's the biggest reason? Like, what would they want to do or say? Uh, yeah. We have very good massages and very good facials. And uh, uh, coming to Singapore is a very beautiful country because it's a small country, but there's so much to be done or so much uh, to be to go places, <coughs> uh, go, go places that um, they would be so happy coming to Singapore. And yeah. seeing you. <laughs> So what do you want to do in the next year? Like, is it you want to continue on with your book and speaking engagements to promote all the good things that can come out of having a stroke? Yes, I would uh, continue uh, the process that I started. Yes. Yeah. So is your goal, like, I don't think that you're going to probably write another book in the near future because it took eight years, right? Oh. This is a big, this is a big one, but you yes. want to reach as many people as possible, yes. you know, to tell for, did you say, I just want to back up a second, not only to see the gratitude and why the stroke was a gift to you, but did you also say in your book how to prevent it? I thought you mentioned prevention. Yes. Prevention. Uh, the book is also to help people prevent a stroke. See, I didn't, I didn't know, for some reason, I didn't know that was possible. Yes. Uh, for me, uh, Sandy, I should not have had the stroke. Uh, there were two reasons I had the stroke. And one was a lack of sleep about six months before the stroke. Mm-hmm. I was only sleeping about four hours a day. And ah. the, second, the second thing is, I was under tremendous stress. So it's basically stress and lack of sleep that caused my stroke. Gotcha. So it's not like you can't totally prevent it, but there's it's like a heart attack. But there's so many things that you can do that many people may prevent it. There's many people that can prevent it. People have overlooked that situation. Yeah. yeah. So... Basically, Anada, there's no downside at all, mentally or physically or spiritually, for taking care of yourself. No, there is. It's it's everything possible that we we must do everything to look after ourselves. Yeah, we forget that. We forget that, don't we? Yes. And even if you're someone that says, oh, forget about me, I don't need that, by you taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your family too. Exactly. You know, you know, I was so lucky. I had my wife to manage everything. And, um, you know, 
So that was thing that I really uh, was grateful for. And Sandy, did you know that one in four people in the world will get a stroke in their lifetime? No, I didn't know that. One in four. Wow. And more than 80% of strokes are avoidable. That's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. So I'm just going to make sure I'm clear. One in four people will have a stroke. Yes. But 80% is preventable. Yes, correct. That's huge. Yeah. And that's why I think I, that's a message I want to get across in my book. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. All right. Uh, so we have to ask some fun questions here. You ready? We call it rapid fire. Yeah. Some fun, silly, goofy questions. Ready? Well, they're important to me. Thank you so much. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Um, I like vegetables. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Do you have a favorite vegetable? Um, I love broccoli. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've never, ever had anyone say that one of their favorite foods is broccoli. <laughs> I forgot to tell you I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I figured. Wait, wait, I have to ask. Do you have pizza over there? Yes, yes, we have. Yeah. I'm sure you have vegetarian pizza. Yes, that's right. We have. Okay. What is your favorite Singapore food? Like a dish that I couldn't get over uh, here. Or maybe, but not as good. Uh, I like um, what we call fried noodles. Ooh. Yeah, fried noodles. Okay. All right. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. Blue. I don't know if you do this. Do you watch any television? Do you like TV? Yes, I do watch television, but not so much now after my stroke. Mm. Do you watch, you said not so much. Do you watch it at all? Uh, yes, I watch it sometimes. What's, what, what kind of show do you like? What do you, what do you enjoy watching? I like action movies. Okay. Do you uh, do any type of reading and even just listening to books? Yes. Uh, I love to listen to people like uh, Dr. Uh, Joe. Um, Dr. Joe. I forget his name, but I love to listen to his. Oh, sorry. Joe Dispenza. Oh, my God. I was I was going to say that. But I didn't want to put words in your mouth. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. Isn't he the bomb? He's so yeah. good. Oh, my yeah, gosh. He's really good. Isn't he? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't he a chiropractor by I trade? I mean, you would never know. But, I mean, the guy's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he is. No, he, he might be a neuroscientist. Neuroscientist. For some reason, I thought he was originally a chiropractor. But you're right. He could be a neuroscientist. I wasn't sure. I know this. I listen to his books all the time. And uh, a 
what in 2020, I had gotten um, a neck injury from doing some crazy things on my mountain bike, but I really couldn't move for almost six months at all, at all. Yeah. Like go to the bathroom, go take a shower, whatever. And I listened to all his tapes. Like I bought his programs. Yes. Woo. It changed my whole view, like on how the brain works. I mean, it's just amazing. And what I loved is there's some things that I just knew didn't make sense to me. And innately, this is how it seems the brain and the body works. And now he's hooking people up with electrodes to the brain and they can see how the brain changes with the different thoughts. Isn't that crazy? He's brilliant. Yeah. You should go to some of his workshops. I I'm I want to go. Like the the week long. Did you have, do you hear about his workshop? I don't know if they're in Singapore, but they're worth going to. Yes, that would be fun. Yeah, yes. that would be really fun. Oh yeah, I love him. All right. Color. We got food, action shows, books. Now, what would you like to do in your free time? In my free time. I would like to spend with my wife more. She works too hard. I hardly get time to, to oh. be with her. Now she's working too hard. Yes, correct. Yeah. But does she take care of herself? Yes, she does. Yeah. Good. And do but your she, girl? She yeah, works too hard. Yes, yeah, she works too hard. Do your daughters live near or did they move away? Yeah, they, they live near me, but my younger daughter is in her final year in speech therapy at University of Queensland. Ah. How exciting is that? All right, Anandad, we're going to wrap up here soon. But before we do, is there anything that you wanted to get out that we didn't cover today? Anything at all that you wanted to tell people? Um, I think that I already mentioned uh, that is, uh, stroke is, uh, there, one in four people will have a stroke in their lifetime and that 80% of strokes are avoidable. This is the message I want to get to the world. Yeah, that, that's a good message. That's a great message. Oh, before we go, where can they find your book, Stroke of uh, Gratitude? It's available at Amazon or they can purchase it from my website, okay. www stroke of gratitude okay so your website is stroke of gratitude also all right cool all right my let's keep a real people this was a real blessing to have anadad on we would appreciate you sharing it liking it and raking it rating it it makes a huge difference and you know what i'm going to say until next time toodles thanks for listening Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.